0: To thrive, welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bockham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life, time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balcom, and this is the Thrivology Podcast, the podcast designed to help you thrive by learning the art and science of thriving. It's been my topic uh, of my own personal growth and trying to move myself to a more thriving place. Now, there's one big thing that I think many people misassume about thriving, and that is that it means that your life is going to be easy and carefree and no problems, and everything's going to flow smoothly. Well, that's not life. You might hear that other places that, you know, if something is happening in your life that's going wrong, then there's something wrong with how you're going about life. And I don't agree with that. I just think that life throws us those pieces where we have frailties, we have weaknesses, we have places that are going to be hurtful and painful. There are losses in life. It's how we move through that that matter on how we thrive. Today is kind of a reset thought process. Today, it's about looking up, and I want to talk about that on several different levels, but I'll, I'll tell you how it transformed my life uh, 35 years ago. It was before my, uh, first, my freshman year at college. It was before the first day of freshman year of college. My school had a preschool conference, so all of the freshmen were together away from campus, and I, I remember very distinctly that process. I had a friend of the family that drove me uh, to college and I unloaded all of my stuff and immediately came back out. My friend left and I jumped on a bus and we left campus and all I had was a backpack for a couple of days of clothes and we went to this conference, which was a kind of get to know the other freshmen and think about what our college career was going to be about and move through and into a new process. So it was kind of a... Uh, get to know each other, and getting into a new swing of things. I met some of the people I still am friends with to this day, but that's not what changed it. So there I was, away from family, knowing that I had just turned this corner in my life. When I went to school, I was very confident that I was going to go into business. In fact, when I was being interviewed, the person asked me what I was going to do, and I said, well, I'm going to be president of a company. That was quickly derailed. Now, the interesting thing about that is I've now come back around to that place. I am still back to doing a combination of what I originally set out to do and what I got trained in. It's very interesting how life kind of cycles back around. But I had been accepted into college, and then you apply later on into the business school. So I hadn't really done anything other than had kind of uh, said that that was my intention in, in the process. And so there I was one night. It was a very dark night. We were away from the city, so stars everywhere, not so much uh, the light pollution that I have where I am now or where I used to live or even in the school where my college was or the town where my college was. And so there we were, and we were supposed to have a speaker that night. And the speaker couldn't make it out. So the leaders said, you know, instead of having a talk tonight and having a substitute, we're going to let you just sit here and ponder a little bit and think about where you're headed and think about what's important to you. Now, we had a certain amount of time that we were going to do that, and I realized if I got up, I kind of looked bad, that I was leaving this opportunity of pondering my future right on the verge of college. And so I sat there. My full intention was to go into business. I'd already been helping to run a clothing store, and I helped to run a restaurant, and so I had experience in business, and I wanted to step into that. So there I was convinced that my future path was about business, and I looked up at the sky, and I saw the stars, and the crackling fire was there, and all these other people were around me, and we were all very quiet. And I began to sense something. What I sensed was I wasn't on the right path, and I stared up at the sky. And it wasn't that my path was bad, it was just not my path, it was lots of other people's paths who could find their way through, and it would be a great path for them, but it wasn't my path, and I realized that I had been kind of avoiding my path for a long time. I'd have been avoiding what I felt a nudging towards, what I felt God was pushing me towards, and in that process, I sat there and realized that business wasn't where I needed to be. Now, here I was. I'd been planning to go to this school, major in business, go into business, and go about my life. Before college even started, I had this beginning of an awakening within me that I had to do something different. I needed to do something that had some meaning. And, and I'm not saying that business doesn't have meaning. But for me, my meaning, my purpose was a different path. The interesting thing is now I've ventured back around. And that circle is taking me back to where my business is about meaning and purpose, But at that point, I couldn't even fathom that. I had divided the world into meaning and purpose or business. Now I've realized that that all fits together. And that's another point of my process of evolution in life. And so there I was pondering, what was I to do? I could push on, get a major in business and ignore that. But I could feel it. I looked up at the sky and realized that I was really a very small piece of that, and yet I was a piece of this, and that there was something bigger, and I remember sitting there in awe of the beautiful sky, and in awe of the nature around me, and the smells around me, and the sound of the the owl in the background, and the sound of the crackles of the fire, and the people kind of quietly murmuring around me, and I was aware of my connection to other things, all because I looked up. More recently, my wife has been following a Facebook group and one of the pieces of this Facebook group is to look up. One person came in uh, as kind of a leadership of this group and, and that was her task of the day. How do you look up? How do you look for something bigger in life? How do you look up? And how does that change you when you look up? What I've noticed is I've kind of watch people around me is that for the most part, people are looking kind of down. And I even realize it for myself. You know, when I'm walking my dog in the morning, I'm kind of looking down right in front of me to make sure I don't trip over any of the broken places in the, uh, the sidewalk or anything else. And every now and then I look up. And so every morning I take this moment to look up and see the sun slowly rising. And, and because I've been doing this for a number of years, I'm aware of how it changes through the year. We're coming to the point in the year when when I'm going out, the sun has not quite peaked up. Just a month ago, the sun was quite up in the air, up in the sky. I could see it immediately when I came out. Now, it's not quite peaking up and it's not going to be long before I'm well into my walk before sun breaks. And every time I look up, I go, wow, look at that. It doesn't matter what the rest of the sky looks like to be able to look up and go, wow, look at that. It changes that for a moment. I I tend to then look back down and make sure I'm not tripping, but I've noticed that we often do that, both physically and metaphorically in life. We get so focused in what's the next step? What's the little place in front of me that we don't see what's way out in front of me? One of the things I learned in trail running is the easiest way to keep from tripping is to look on down the path, not at my feet. Because I'll, I'll miss something right in front of me, and the same with biking. You know, if you're a mountain biker, you want to look up the path a little bit to see, but this is looking up a little bit further, looking up to see what's coming your way. So that Facebook group has led my wife to talk a good bit about what it's like to be intentional about looking up. And so today I want to talk some about looking up on three different levels. The first level is really, truly Looking up, taking the time to look up. My hope is that you're somewhere that you could easily, at some point in the day, go out and look up at the sky, to truly look up. My hope is that that's a beautiful place for you, if not, to find some place that you can do that. If you live in the city, to go to a park and be able to look up and see not just the skyscrapers, but to see the trees. If you live out in the country, it's easy to just look up. Last night we were out at a a friend's uh, book launch party and it was way out at this beautiful retreat center and we walked out uh, from the event and it was about uh, eight, a little after eight in the evening we walked out and I could hear the cicada and the other insects calling around and the birds in the background and I looked up and there was this huge sky that was, the sun was beginning to set. But more than that, I turned to my wife and I said, hey, do you hear that? And she said, what? I said, you hear that there's no noise of traffic. Wow. We're somewhere that we're far enough away to not hear the traffic. And that reoriented me to nature. So what happens when we physically look up? I think a couple of things happen. One is it recenters our place. It gives us a different perspective. I've talked about perspective before and how you gain perspective. And sometimes you can just imagine that you're looking down from a higher place onto your own life and see it as you know, it's, it's kind of a dance together and a, and a worth as you're walking through life together, how that all fits together. You can see that from a perspective of a distance and we can imagine that distance. This is kind of the reverse of looking up and realizing that there's so much more. When you start thinking of where we, as I fit and you fit, in the universe, we're such a small little piece in such a vast world, in such a vast complex system around us, much less in the universe, and yet here we are. Sometimes I start thinking about what are the chances that you are here or I am here. Astronomically small and yet here we are. We are at this place somehow and that brings us to new capacities, new capabilities, but we put ourselves in that. One of the things that uh, Jewish mystics often did was they would, they would carry within their uh, little necklace a hair and a piece of sand. And it was a way of them realizing how personal it is and yet how small they are. So that piece of sand let them know that they are so small, they're just a bit of sand in the world, in the universe. And yet the hair was there to remind them that we are known by God even down to the hairs on our head, even in that place. And so in the moment we see the vastness, we're also aware of you know that we are intimately connected in the world. Every year, and we're about to head out to that same place, we, we'll go to the beach. Uh, my parents live on the coast, and I get to paddle into the waterways. And every year on that paddle, there comes a point when I have this moment of feeling very connected to all of the water and the sand and the animals around me and I watch the waves wash through, knowing that those waves literally came across the ocean to where I am. And I begin to be aware of the interconnection. And in that moment, I have what I think comes out of that moment of looking up, and that's a sense of awe, of amazement of what we see. The interesting thing is, the more we look around, the more we realize that it seems that even animals are aware of that. There are plenty of pictures of animals just kind of staring at the sky at a beautiful sunset or a sunrise and just kind of staring and looking up. And I think one of the things that we as humans do is we get so busy, we don't look for that awe. We don't look for the amazement. You walk outside and you look up at the sky and go, wow, look at that. Or you look at a waterfall and go, wow, look at that. Or you look at a baby and go, wow, look at that baby. That sense of awe we miss if we don't look up. We have to at least look up from what's right in front of us to see something that's right bigger than us that we're a part of. So when we look up, we recenter ourselves because we've begun to be aware of where we are in that world. And yet at the same time, we experience this sense of awe. There's another thing that I want you to do as you're looking up, and that's just to take a big breath. Something that's close to a sigh, just a big, and what you'll feel in that moment is a little energy flow through your body. Scientifically speaking, you have created a vagal nerve response where you're calming your mind. But the other thing you're doing is you're plugging into some energy. Just metaphorically, you're plugging into energy of taking that moment, that pause, and being amazed by what's there. When I'm paddling out on that water, I take a moment and I just start breathing in the salt air, breathing in the smells of being there, the sounds. I breathe it in and let that wash through my body knowing that I'm taking in the energy. You know, there, there's this interesting thing that you and I, we're made from star material, the same things that make the star make our, our body. More than that, when we breathe in those molecules we're breathing, we're breathing in some molecules that have been on this earth since the beginning. You're taking an air that has been here in molecular content since the beginning, and yet we forget that. We forget the amazement of how that can fill our body and move us into something greater. The second thing that happens when we look up is that we can do it from an emotional perspective. Looking up is a place for me of gratitude, When I look down, I can go, oh my gosh, there's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough energy. There's just not enough. And I get so focused on what's in front of me, that project or whatever it is that I've got to deal with. I get so focused on that. And when I look up, I can look at all that's around me, the people I have in my life, the things I have in my life, the chances I have in my life, the opportunities in my life. And I can be grateful for that no matter what's going on in my life. We can find a place of gratitude no matter what's going on around us. When we look down, we can often get caught in the scarcity. What do I need to grab? What's not right around me? But if we take a moment, we can grab for something bigger. We can find something that reminds us that we already have so much. Gratitude is an interesting thing. We can always choose to see one or the other. We can always recognize all that we have or what little we have. One keeps us stuck and running. The other frees us to see how much we do have, how many relationships we do have, how much we have. My father always nurtured that, uh, in our life when uh, he was a uh, pastor of a small church. And, and really, things were a little tight uh, with us f- for money. And I remember many times at dinner, he would say, you know what? We've had enough. We had enough to do what we needed to do this month, had enough to cover. And I realized that that was his frame of reference not necessarily how reality was, because I knew he was often shuffling things to make sure that everything stayed spinning, but his attitude was to be thankful for what we have. And what that does is it brings us to what I call is ness to look at what is and live in the is ness of our life. This is where I am, things are the way they are, this is the place. Sometimes when we're looking down, we lose track of what that isness includes. And when we have a chance, we can look around and see how grand that is, how great that is. Now, I want to take also the next piece of looking up, which is not so much the act, the physical act of looking up, as much as the metaphorical act. And I want to challenge you to look up and see what your higher purpose is. I am more and more convinced Every year of my life, that we all have a higher purpose that we have to step into. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing in life, there's something higher for us to do. There's a higher purpose for us that brings something better to the world. When we're looking down, thinking about what can I get, it's different than looking up and saying, what can I give? How can I step into the world in a higher purpose? How can I look, as Gretchen Rubin talks about, the bigger life? She says, when we have a choice, Whenever life gives us a choice, choose the path that leads us to a bigger life. And I think the only way we find that choice is by looking up and asking, I have a decision here. I have a choice. Do I, do I take kind of where I am or even maybe a smaller path or do I take a bigger path, the, the path to my bigger life that might be a challenge but leads to a bigger life? And that's the thing that Gretchen Rubin points out. A bigger life might be taking us into a bigger challenge. It might not be something that's easy to step into, and yet it's a bigger life for us. Our capacity of stepping into the bigger life is shown just by that choice that we make, by looking up and seeing what's possible. Which brings us to asking, what are our grand goals? What are our big hopes? How can I look up to a grander goal in my life, a bigger goal in my life, and move towards it? Today you have an opportunity, we all do, because looking up is expansive. It brings us all and it brings us in touch with what's possible, what's possible for us to step into. It moves us into action. It moves us into a bigger action, to our bigger life. And we have that choice every day of whether we're gonna keep looking down, which I think sometimes is kind of our automatic, or making a choice to look up and see something bigger. So my challenge to you, is to look up. Look for the bigger. Recenter yourself. Take a big breath. Stand in awe. Appreciate what's around you. Live with what is in this moment. And then choose your bigger life. This is Lee Balkam wishing you a thriving life.